Welcome to Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast, helping collision repair shop operators make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Mike Munzenreiter, associate editor for Fender Bender. Today on the Collision Cast, my colleague Matt Hudson is speaking to Dustin Caldwell, owner of Old Dominion Collision in Eugene, Oregon, which just became the only Tesla certified collision repair center in Central Oregon. They discuss why Dustin made the choice to become certified, the investment, and how Tesla differs from other certification programs. Let's turn it over to Matt. Tell me, tell me a little bit about before you were Tesla certified, uh, what your experience uh, at the shop mm-hmm. with electric vehicles were and kind of how you started getting into that realm. Well, you know, we had probably half a dozen or so that we had worked on and honestly, we were like, these things are, are not the easiest to, to process because, you know, you don't, there's not a, there's not a, a supply chain for them. Right. You know, you buy a Toyota, I call the Toyota dealer and I get everything I need. Well, Tesla, you call the Toyota or the Tesla service center and you don't get an answer <laughs> because that's not how they're designed. And you fire off an email and there's a very slow response. And this has, you know, been probably three years ago when we started this process. And it was kind of a funny story. We started out like having conversations around the idea of like just saying no to Tesla because we, every time we'd work on one, we get, get our, uh, I won't say that uh, we would end up in a bad spot. Um, mm-hmm. We'd learn a lot and like, boy, these are not easy to work on. I mean, they're not hard like they're any other car. It's just the overall like availability of information and all that wasn't as easy to come by. And, um, and so I was away on a business trip and I got a call from one of my managers that the, te- the local Tesla mobile service tech had stopped in and was curious if we were interested in becoming Tesla certified. And I just immediately said yes, without even thinking. And afterwards I was like, oh boy, what did I just ask for? <laughs> but as we started down the path and learning, I was like, oh, wow, these guys, there's a lot of re- very, very powerful resources that they provide the shops once you're certified and the further we dug in, the further it was like, oh, this is a no brainer. And then the idea of being first to market with it in our area, looking at the territory, you know, there's only five in the entire state of Oregon that are certified shops. And it's like, okay, we have to take action. And, and I'm just so grateful. I immediately said yes and didn't think twice about it. And so go from one day to saying, we're just going to say no more to hundred percent. Let's do this. And it's just been super super fun uh, to learn about them and, and be involved. So, yeah, uh, I'm guessing, you know, the shop's been in business for so many years. You've, you've gone through other OE certifications in the past. Um, I was curious if there was anything different about, you know, getting a Tesla certification and, and what that might be. Our only other certification prior was Volvo. Um, and that was a real simple, easy process, really. Um, you know, we've been in business since 1973. Um, and my dad started the business Then my mom bought it from him when they divorced. And then my mom retired six years ago uh, after you know, we were business partners for about 10 before she retired. And so, you know, it was very new, just the whole process. Um, you know, the, the thing that I really appreciated about the onboarding process, as I think back, was the gentleman that I worked with was Joseph, um, forget his last name. He just was really available and walked me through every little step. Any question I had, he was there to answer tons of resources. Um, You know, it was because it was so new, I didn't know what to know. 
or what to even ask. And he was very, very, very helpful in making sure that happened very seamlessly. It took some time. It probably took three or four months by the time we got everything put together as needed. The part I really also appreciated was it was everything was virtual and this is pre COVID. Um, you know, so we did everything. We just walked around the shop with on a FaceTime call and I showed him the shop and showed him all the equipment. And so it was pretty, pretty straightforward, really pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything about working on a Tesla or maybe even the EV space in general that uh, has been a big departure from the traditional work you guys have done? I think the combination of EV and aluminum um, has been, I mean, we've done some aluminum like repair panel work, but basic stuff. Um, but when you factor in the steps necessary to protect the vehicle from the repair process, you know, especially with a high voltage battery, you know, learning all the subtle nuances with that, making sure you follow the steps to the letter, um, having all those uh, SOPs documented so that everybody knows what they're doing. Um, and then just, you know, one thing I think that I wish every manufacturer did that Tesla does is the step-by-step -step directions they provide for everything that you do on one of their cars. It's not a hundred percent, but I'd say it's probably 90% of the processes, repair procedures that are necessary are step by step. Like I think about like when I was a kid and I still to this day build Legos and like you open your Lego book and it's like step one, you need these pieces. Step two. I mean, that's how Tesla kind of presents the information. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, this is, I have, we had a car we had to put a wire harness in. It's step by step directions on how to put a wire harness in. Like no other manufacturer does that. And, and then all the things that you need in that process, like that are one-time use fasteners, you know, they tell you what you need. And so you can build that up front and you have a real clear repair plan on how to fix their car. There's no, there's very little surprises you find along the way where any other manufacturer, it's a little less uh, comprehensive, I guess, is the word I would use. I mean, there's great information out there, but the detail that they put into it um, with pictures that are just so like, spot on. And so um, building that into our process. And then I guess after it got built in is the desire for other, this want from others to have the same process is kind of like, I would prefer to work on a Tesla because there's, they're just easier to work on once you understand what's necessary versus some of these other manufacturers, you end up with like a lot of guesswork still, a lot of time spent researching. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yeah. Um, well, the press release you sent out uh, a while back when we, we first made contact talked about uh, there's, you know, a bit of initial investment to get the certification um, that you put in your shop. Um, could you tell me a little bit about that and kind of how you incorporated it into your shop, both, you know, physical space wise, but also, you know, with your people and, and maybe a little division of labor type of deal? As far as equipment, we've fortunately, we already owned um, the frame rack that they, they have, I think three or four different frame racks that they specify. So we already had that. So that was a big chunk. Um, we already had, um, some of the welding equipment that they required. Um, we just had to then invest in things that were more specific to the aluminum repair side of, of the business. Um, which just bettered us for other types of vehicles that also require those tools as well. So the initial outpouring was probably about 70K in tools. Um, there's Tesla specific that you have to buy. Um, then you've got just some other tools that, you know, what we tried to do was look for other future certifications that we want to acquire 
and what tools match both requirements. You know, like Mercedes is another one that we're looking at next. And so what tools do we need to buy from Mercedes that also Tesla permits and, you know, make that investment. So it didn't require a lot of space. Um, we did have to have a dedicated clean area for aluminum, which we didn't have before. And so fortunately we had an old paint booth that we didn't use. Um, and so that's become our clean room for Tesla work. Um, and then just some, some curtain work that we had to put up to, you know, if we're working on the frame rack, we need to be able to, cause it's in a kind of shared space, but we can designate that space separate by putting a, by pulling the curtains around it. Um, and then separation of work, you know, when we first embarked on this, we were kind of, uh, look, we were, we operated more as a team. And so we had different departments, we had a disassembly and then we had metal refinish and the reassembly. And we've since kind of gone back to a more traditional model where we've got individual technicians start to finish. Um, and so it didn't require really much different use for space. Um, we actually still disassemble cars in the exact same place we did before the technicians just moved to that space to take cars apart and then have their work bays when they do the, the repair work. So um, I'm not sure if that answers everything you just asked me. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. How many, how many, I mean, of these cars are you seeing uh, in your shop uh, since you made these investments, got the certification? You know, uh, an actual physical count, I couldn't tell you. When I first joined, we're also part of uh, Coyote Vision Group, which is a um, like a 20 group for collision shops. And within that group, there's a handful of shops that have that are also Tesla certified. And pretty consistent message I heard was from those shops is Tesla is probably about a million dollar a year uh, program from a sales standpoint, and it's factored out to pretty close to that. Taking into consideration this last 2020, you know, with all the nonsense that happened last year, um, but that's probably a good number um, from a sales standpoint. It's been it, it's been a big boom for us. It's been very, very great for the bottom line too. Um, so yeah, I would say you're probably, I mean, at any given moment, I've got five to 10 on, on site um, and they come in, what's great is they come in patterns. So I get a bunch of model threes and then I get some model S's and then I get some model X's and then I get more model threes, more model threes than anything else, just because I think there's more of those on the road, at least in our area. Um, and so yeah, and the, the I think my favorite thing about working on Teslas is when you work on once you've worked on a couple Model Threes, they're all the same, right? You're not it's not a Toyota Camry and then a Toyota Corolla and then a Toyota Highlander, you know, which are all very similar, but the Model Three is the same until they redesign it. It's basically the same car, mm -hmm. and so you can just you can really build a lot of momentum in your processes because you know what to expect, you know how it comes apart, you know how it goes together, you know the little subtle nuances of. You got to do this step, then this step, then this step that maybe you don't know necessarily when you work on a car that you haven't seen before. And every year, these manufacturers keep redesigning things. So every year you're kind of relearning. The Tesla is a pretty, pretty consistent brand. So uh, once you once the, the customers in your market realize that you are Tesla certified, you know, it's pretty well known throughout uh, the community there. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there any, are there any residual, you know, other brand EVs that people are bringing into your shop or, or directing your way, like from, you know, other OEs uh, that uh, they just kind of start seeing you as an, uh, an EV shop? Not yet that I've heard. Um, I have seen people, I mean, we have, you know, the Tesla uh, certification branded on our building because mm -hmm. they allow that. 
And people, I've heard people like, oh, they're Tesla certified. That's great. And they're driving a Honda or a Toyota. And so to me, it's like, there's this standard, like, oh, if they can work on a Tesla, then they definitely can work on my car. Right. Kind of that intrinsic value that we get from it. But from an EV standpoint, not necessarily, we don't have a lot in our market yet. Um, you know, I think that's coming. I think we'll see more of it in time. Um, now I've been more in an ownership role. I haven't been involved in a lot of the day-to-day in the last probably six months. So that could be some stories that I haven't heard yet, um, from my management team, but, uh, that's the hope is that that has a residual effect across the market. Um, but that belief that, Hey, they can handle Tesla. They should be able to handle my car. I think that plays out for sure, which I think is a lot of value. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that kind of plays into my next question is, I mean, how do you see, I mean, there's, there's a lot of hype around a lot of EV models coming out uh, in these next few years. And, you mm-hmm. know, a few years after that, you'll start seeing them more often pop up in your shop. Um, is that something that's on your mind as an owner? How, how do you kind of prepare for that? You know, that's, that's been a, uh, an area that I've been, we've been talking a lot about in our management meetings is, okay, how do we leverage Tesla and the oncoming uh, move to EVs? You know, you have General Motors that's announced their platform, Audi, Volkswagen, um, and other brands. I mean, there's even brands that I'm like, I didn't realize that Hyundai had an electric vehicle until I saw one of their Kona electrics. And I'm like, oh, that's that's electric. Holy crap. You know, there's so many. It's hard to keep up with so many of them, but more and more are coming. And so we really want to leverage our knowledge and understanding of of the the necessary skills and tools that are required to work on these cars and understanding how to protect a vehicle. Most people don't understand, or maybe they do understand, but they don't know what it takes how important it is to protect that high voltage battery when you're doing repairs. Um, you could make a very costly mistake if, if not hurt somebody, um, if they're not taking the necessary precautions and understand how to work on a car that's got a, a you know, high voltage battery. And so I think there's a lot of potential, uh, a potential niche that we can really carve out um, to capitalize on our, our investments and in training in Tesla that can, that'll definitely have rollover into other, other uh, manufacturers for sure. Yeah. Was that high voltage uh, training for your people new for most of the time? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was one thing I didn't touch on with Tesla. Their training was just phenomenal. It's all online. And because you're part of their program, it was just included in the cost. So there was no additional cost. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're a detailer or a painter or a manager or a technician, the, the, the coursework is specific to that job type. Um, everybody has to understand EVs and the batteries and all that. Um, but it was very, I learned a ton as I went through it, you know, that I didn't know. And I think everybody that took the training on my, in my business also learned a lot about like, Oh, wow. I hadn't thought of that and the importance of taking those precautionary steps. Um, cause you don't want to fry a Tesla battery. They're about $20,000, <laughs> not something you want to have to tell the boss. <laughs> Um, are there any, uh, I guess, I don't know, uh, intricacies or, or anything different about the Tesla uh, ADOS features and working with those then? Um, I don't know how much you get into it with other OEs, but um, how, how does that part of it go? You know, a lot of it is because a Tesla, let me make sure I get this right. It's a computer with a car attached to it mm-hmm. versus every other car on the road is a car with a bunch of computers attached to it. 
the way it's designed, and you know, this is just based on some conversations that I've had with the mobile tech. If you have an issue, it's just like if you got a problem with your your laptop, it's not working right. Well, what's the first thing your IT guy says? Reboot your computer. Mm-hmm. You reboot reboot the computer, and everything starts working again. Okay. And so Tesla is very similar in that when you replace or even disconnect an electric component, whether it's ADAS or even a headlight or a mirror, um, you know, they're all considered modules on a system. They get disconnected, that module all of a sudden it's lost and you have to reconnect it. And the, the simple version is reboot the car and which is just powering it down by you disconnect the 12 volt battery first, then you disconnect the HV battery you let it sit and then you reconnect in the reverse order. And a lot of times that, that calibrates the system for you. Um, if you're replacing a component that's like, let's say uh, front facing radar on a model S, there's a very specific process that you go through and it's documented, very easy to understand how to aim it. Um, and then within the software, it's called toolbox that Tesla has, uh, it gives us access to um, a process that you go through to, to aim and calibrate um, that particular system. So it's actually probably the easiest that we've experienced probably. And, and I would say because we get to do it in house (laughs) and, and there's not a lot of complexity, you don't need 5,000 square feet to do it. Um, a lot of it is just taking the vehicle for a road test and it recalibrates on its own. Um, there's kind of a, a smart car. Um, so that's been our experience so far. Um, you know, we've run into a couple of challenges and we get the mobile guy. I think thankfully he's around. We can call him up. And if he's in the area, he covers a pretty large swath of, of, of territory. But if he's in the area, he'll pop in and help us through it. And like, oh, yeah, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to. Oh, OK, cool. So we go through the process and often off and running just as simple as that. So haven't had any major concerns, major problems. Yeah. Uh- I guess final question, kind of a, a, an easy one for you. I mean, it sounds like you feel like this investment has paid off for you. And um, what do you think about that being kind of a, a launching point into you know the future of the collision repair industry? Oh, it's been I, within a month we had paid our initial investment back, and it was like, and then we're just in the in the green from then on out. And uh, I absolutely am so grateful for. Um, Arcady is the gentleman's name, the mobile service tech, calling us and asking us if we're interested in, and us saying yes to it. It's been, it's really opened a lot of doors. Um, and to continue that idea of like, okay, how do we leverage this to launch into some of these other brands that are coming out and, and being kind of that shop of choice for them? Because we already have experience. We already understand some of the, the nuances from working on electric cars and the importance of being safe around them and, and taking care of the car as well. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a, again, so grateful for the opportunity and, and the potential uh, opportunities that are coming. Thanks for joining us today. Once again, I'm Mike Munzenreiter with Fender Bender and this was Collision Cast.